Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. You know what the podcast episode is. You know what it's about. But this one's going to sound a little bit counterproductive, counterintuitive, because I'm always talking about your whys, your intentions, and your purpose, and all that fun shit. But this one is really why your why doesn't matter yet. So make sure I haven't got any branding on that one. Nope, cool. So this is why your why doesn't matter yet. Actually, I think I'm just going to call it your why doesn't matter yet. Let's just do that. The reason I'm bringing this one up is we've started the challenge. At the time of recording, we're in week three of the eight-week challenge. And I've had a few people because the first thing that I touched on for that was find your intention for doing this challenge. If it's just for weight loss, then, you know, that's not great. You've done a lot of things in the past where you've focused on just weight loss and it obviously hasn't worked out for you. This time in this eight-week challenge, I really want you to focus on basically why are you here? What are you hoping to get out of it? Not just from this challenge, but what are you hoping from starting this challenge and doing the shit that you need to do to get whatever life it is that you want? What is the intention of you signing up? What is the purpose of you signing up? Finding that deep root why as to why you're taking actions and why you're doing the things that you're doing, that's what we want to do through the challenge. That's what we want to do for through any program for all of our clients through all programs. Every single person that comes into the Fitness Genie, we want to know basically what is the type of life that you want to be living so that we can help you achieve that. What's the shit that's preventing you from doing that? We come in, we break those obstacles, and you can just basically move on with the rest of your life, never having to diet again, because that's what we fucking want. And that's all the good shit. So why would we not do that for you? Um, It costs us a bit of money in recurring revenue, but hey, we're not here to make money. We're here to help. I mean, we are here to make money because we're a business and we have to stay in business so that we can pay bills and wages and all that fun stuff. And apparently a fuckload of it goes to taxes, like 30, 40% of it goes to taxes, which was something I was very unaware of. So um, yeah, going straight to a business had to increase revenue by 30%, like an actual business by tax records, not just sole trader. And then a whole bunch of sole traders around me, an actual business. So that was really fun. Anywho, we're not here to talk about fucking tax and business. Um... So I had a few people from the challenge that reached out and they said, hey, I don't really know what my why is. And what have we got? We've got got 15 people in the challenge and two or three, three, three people reached out and they said, I'm really struggling with this why because the big reason why I signed up is because I want to lose weight, but I want to do it in a sustainable way. I want to do it in a way that's different from all of the other things that I've done in the past, which you know what is more than fair is fair enough. That's, that's why we do it. The, the, the theme of those conversations really got to the point of, you don't need to have a massive why you don't need to have this massive five year purpose, this massive plan, this massive, holy shit, this is my guiding light and my North star. You don't need to have any of that. The big thing that you do need to have, hello on TikTok live, Teddy Gale. Hello. Uh, So yes, I'm recording these live. They really help out in getting like actual clips and things for TikTok instead of having to go through shit. I can just sort of mark it down and then I'm good. So the theme of those questions was really, I don't have this guiding light, this North Star, this massive purpose, this all-encompassing, positive, shining rainbow of light and sparkles and all that fun stuff. It doesn't have to be that goddamn positive to do it. And what I said to every single person there was, that's okay. You don't need to have this figured out yet. When I was starting as a personal trainer, let me rephrase that. 
When I was starting as a personal trainer, obviously for those of you that are on the Patreon and reading the book, you would know that I was a fucking terrible personal trainer. I was a bad human, just in general. I was a bad human. Super depressed and anxious and I took that out of my clients and I was super egotistical because, well, I was a personal trainer and I looked a particular way and I was like, hey, yeah, I look like this, so why wouldn't you want to look like that? I was a fucking douchebag of a human. And obviously, I haven't gone full circle. I've just done 180 and then fucking kept sprinting in that 180 opposite direction as to where I was. With all of that, that was about two or three years of me being a douchebag, really, being subhuman, I'm going to say, and because that's how really I identified. And I didn't think I was worth anything. I hated all of that. And my self-status was super low, despite the fact that I was really egotistical. So there was obviously a massive misalignment there. And it obviously hurt me in the long run. And the same thing that I say to any like mentees that I take on as well, or any people wanting to be a personal trainer, I do get a few questions. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and go like, I get a question every week from a personal trainer. I don't. I get maybe like one a month, one every two months. It's not that frequent. But every so often I do get a question from an upcoming personal trainer or people that are studying or people that are wanting to be a personal trainer or get into the industry and go, hey, how did you do what you did? Short answer, be incredibly depressed and hire a therapist and then fucking figure that out using the gym as your coping mechanism. That's what I did. <laughs> Takes a lot of time to be able to, uh, to be able to do that. So I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but that's basically what I did and how I got to where I, where I am. And then I started taking on more clients and started, you know, I've put like $80,000 into self-development across the years. Obviously, if I had that 80,000, I probably would have bought a house instead of putting it into self-development. But I'm glad that that has been stretched out across over 10 years of self-development. So that worked out pretty damn well. Um, when I started working at the gym that I'm currently at, Jesus, when I started working at the gym that I'm currently at, I've been there for about seven years, I think. I actually don't know. I'll do that math later because you don't want to sit here and watch me fucking fumble around with the calendar. I'm just going to say seven years and then I'll fix it later. I've been there for about seven years. And when I started that, I was going to do something different. I wanted to do something different. And was it different straight off the bat? No, it wasn't because I didn't ask any questions. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just, let's get all the clients. Let's get all the books filled up. And then eventually it filled up to like 14, 15 hour days way too much. And then obviously had to get rid of a lot of clients. I had a massive breakdown, which I'm going to post the video on TikTok at some point. Had a massive breakdown. Hello, Storm Spark. How are you doing? Man, this is fun doing this shit on TikTok. But anyway, how are you doing? I apologize if I don't get to your comments or anything like that, because we're obviously recording this. So if I don't get to that, that's why. So starting all of this was, it was super fun, got all the clients and then eventually knew that I was going to burn out because I'd done it before. Had a massive breakdown. I'll post that on Instagram and TikTok because it's a two minute video of me basically breaking down in the middle of the gym while being interviewed and crying. Um, and that's where I opened up about everything for my mental health struggles and what I was going through. That was the first time that I had publicly spoken about it. And I had to message my, um, no, my mum messaged me because I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to post it impromptu thing. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to post it because I want it out there in the world. Posted it to Instagram. And I got a message from her saying like, oh my God, why would you post that? What's going on? Are you okay? All this stuff to be like, you don't talk about your mental health. And I was like, well, no, this is different now because I want to talk about my mental health because nobody fucking does. And this was pre-TikTok. I only had Instagram and well, before, I think before it was even Musical.ly. So this was like pre-Musical.ly days before they turned into TikTok. And 
yeah, it was just like, you don't do that shit. And then I got a call from my dad saying like, oh, your mum's calling me and saying this, that and whatever about your mental health, what's been going on. And I was like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's just like, did you read the caption? Did you see the post? Did you see everything and read what it was? It was basically, this is where I was. And now this is where I am. So I had to quickly, I suppose, put a bandaid on that or let them know what was going on, that I was okay. I just, I want to start talking about the shit that I've been through because bottling it up obviously hasn't been good. And then I had to message my brother and be like, hey, just so you know, you might see this on Instagram or social media, even though you're not really on it. Uh, you'll probably see this. And he was like, yep, all good. Are you okay? And then that was, that was basically it. It was really hard starting to talk about the mental health and the shit that I went through because every time I would bring it up or any time I would talk about it, I would basically cry. And I would get the full, I cannot talk. I don't know how people do it where they cry. They're crying, they've got tears, but they're still talking. And like, yeah, there might be a little like a quiver in their voice. I can't do that. As soon as I start tearing up, my throat closes and I just go, ah, 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 and fucking nothing. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to communicate with a frog king. It's just, it's not a thing. Not going to happen. As soon as there is a tear in my voice, wow. As soon as there is a tear in my eye, having none of it. I have to full stop, compose myself, get my shit together, or it is going to be a visceral cry, which anyone who was at the retreat in 2022, you would know that. So yeah, we're not going to do that. But anyway, the reason I'm saying all of this, um, bringing all of that up and starting something new was, thank you, bringing that up and starting it all and talking about it all was incredibly difficult for me. I had no idea that that's where the business was going. All I knew at the time was I wanted to be a personal trainer. That was it. Every other job that I had tried, I've, I've done, I don't even know how many jobs, I lost count. Every job that I have tried where I was working for someone else or it was just a classic nine to five or seven to three or this to that, it was boring as fuck and I hated it all. There was no career progression. There was no nothing. It wasn't fun. It was just go in, get your money, leave. And then once you'd finished for the day, then you can do things that allow you to enjoy your life. And that didn't really make much sense to me at the time because it was basically, I'm going to spend a third of my life in sleep, a third of my life working, and then I get to have a third of my life to be fun. And like, if, if that's you and you love that, and that is a good balance for you, go for it. I'm not bagging that out. But for me personally, it didn't sit right because I'd seen a lot of people do the classic go paycheck to paycheck, get your bills and all of that. Because especially like these days, you can't go paycheck to paycheck and do shit that you enjoy. There is not enough money left over to be able to enjoy hobbies and do things that you would want to do, like go on a holiday or spend money on a hobby or go adventuring or whatever the fuck it is going to be. There's not exactly money left for that if you're going paycheck to paycheck. So I was like, I might as well, if I'm going to struggle, I might as well struggle at something that I enjoy. Because I don't really want to struggle doing something that I'm going to fucking hate for the rest of my life and waste all this time. So I knew that I didn't want to do a nine to five, answer to someone else, have this punch in, punch out, get your money, go home, fuck off and do things. That for me was never going to work. I knew that's what I didn't want. What was the other thing that I had done previously that I somewhat enjoyed? Being a personal trainer. That was what I enjoyed. Previously, for those of you that have been around for a while, had a personal training business, had a massive mental breakdown, didn't want to be here anymore, ended up losing that business. Uh, decided to go back 
to basically the exact same thing and say, hey, yep, I'm all good, went to therapy, everything's fine, I need to start making money and getting it back out there. Uh, I'm back. That went fucking horribly. That went even worse than the first time because I didn't change anything. I didn't do anything different. It was the same business, the same protocols, the same hours, similar clients, but how do I get clients? No idea. How do I run a business? No idea. What's this about taxes and systems and all this shit? No idea. It ended up blowing up. So another massive mental breakdown, how am I meant to have a partner and a life and a future and all of these things? I don't even know if I want them, but I'd like to have the option of having them. If I know that I can't have that or make money through this job, fuck it, massive mental breakdown. I'm just going to suck it up, go get a job, did all that stuff again, broke down like all hell, screw it. I just want to be a personal trainer because somewhere in there, I actually enjoyed waking up in the morning at fucking 5 a.m., so, oh my God, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. This was when I was in the shit. I used to wake up at 5 a.m., drive 30 minutes to the gym, have a 30-minute session where someone paid me 40 bucks, and then drive 30 minutes home, sleep for another three hours, and then I would pack my bag, go to the gym. I would eat lunch at the gym as a pre-workout thing, as a pre-workout meal. Then I would work out for two hours, and then I would take my three or four evening clients that day. And that was about four days a week. And then on Saturday, I would have Saturday morning clients. That was it. And yet I had no time for anything. Go figure. Anyway, I do all that in a fucking day now. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. It's a pretty light week. <laughs> so I knew what I didn't want. And that was a good starting place for me. I didn't know my why. I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know my future five-year plan. I didn't know fucking anything about where I was going but the intention that I had was I know what I don't want and that should be good enough to get me away from that. I didn't know my future. I didn't know my plan or purpose or anything. And I didn't find out what my actual why was until about two, three years into doing the third and final, which is this one, personal training business. That was basically a conversation that I had with someone for, I think it was like a business coach or a a client I honestly cannot remember, but it was just a random conversation I was having with someone. And they were like, oh, why are you going to do this, this, this new program? Or why are you going to be doing this basic, basically, change in the fundamental way that I run my business? Why are you going to do that? Well, I want to do it because my brother at the time was a chippy. He still is, but he's a chippy. And, or a manual laborer or builder, or if you don't understand what Chippy is, um, he's a builder and his back is fucked and he's not even 30. This was at the time. And he's not even 30. His back's fucked and he's already thinking about retirement. He can't be on the tools for long and this and that. And now he's going to have to do this and that. And I started thinking about my job. Yeah, when I have kids or if I have kids or anything like that, I can't be doing a 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. and then 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. I can't do that split shift because I'm not going to be there for fucking any moments of their life. I can't pick them up for school. I can't drop them off at school. I can't make them breakfast. I can't get them ready. I can't take them to their basketball. Fucking, I hope it's basketball. If it's fucking soccer or equestrians, my God. Partner, dearest, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, <laughs> can we please not get them into horses? They're fucking expensive. If they do it, that's fine. I'll support them no matter what they're going to fucking choose. But my God, please let it be basketball. That's at least somewhat cheaper. <laughs> oh God. If I get into gridiron, man, our health insurance is going to go through the roof. Let me tell you that. Oh, but any hoosies, 
if I do all of that stuff and if that is my future and I can't be the dad that I want to be, I can't be the person that I want to be doing those type of split shifts, I'm not going to be present. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be, oh, when's dad coming to my whatever? Like, oh, he's not coming. He's got to work because obviously kids don't understand that you have to work and you have to do some things. They just understand who shows up. So I wanted to be someone who shows up. And in order to do that, I needed to have enough money. And well, the first thing was I needed to have enough flexibility in my schedule to be able to say, yep, I can move people around here. When I was fully booked out, I didn't have that flexibility because it was, I have to work. I have to show up for this person. I have to show up for these clients and run these things to be able to get the amount of money that I need to live this life that I want in the future and save up money and do all the things. And then through one of, well, through my business coach, I'm going to say my business coach, he's no longer a business coach. I moved into a better job. That was funny. Um, I actually was one of his references to help him get that job. And it was fucking, it was hilarious. I talked him up so much. Um, yeah, sorry. That was a funny moment that I was just reliving. Um, being able to make that money, the flexibility and all that schedule, that was like the first time that I had this why moment to be like, oh, fuck, like that's what I'm working for. That's awesome. Like it gave me this little hope, this little like beam of motivation, this little tiny thing to go, man, that's actually pretty fun. Like if, if this is what I'm doing, if all of this work, like the 14 hour days that I was doing at the time, if I'm doing it sometimes, it was 16 hours, but if I'm doing all of this and that's what it leads to, fuck yeah. I don't know that it's going to lead there. But that little bit of hope and motivation was a hell of a lot better than, oh, what am I going to do? Why am I in this job? And constantly questioning like all of the negatives about it because I'd done that shit before and I didn't want to do it. It still happened naturally through just being my brain. But I was in a way teaching myself to not think like that anymore because it was like, oh, yeah, but I've got this. So it's like, oh, don't do this. You're a piece of shit and you're never going to achieve anything in life. So why even bother trying? It's like, well, if I try... I might get somewhat close to this, this goal that I have, this why that I have. I didn't find that till like two, three years into doing what I was doing. In the meantime, like I just knew that I needed money. When I found it, then I made changes. Then I changed my business. Then I went online. Then I started making programs. Then I started charging more. Then it was like, well, I don't know if people are going to pay it or not. I don't feel like I'm worth that money. But what if I up my personal training costs from 40 and 50 bucks to 50 and 60. Let's see what that's like. People had no issues with it. Fantastic. Six months later. Yep. They're going to 60 and 70. Some people left, some more people came on. It just hit a point where it was like, okay, now for personal training, it's a hundred an hour and that's what it is. And people had no issue with it. And I was like, fucking hell, like, am I that good? And it wasn't CBD. It wasn't anything like that where some people can charge 220 bucks for a PT session just because of the location. This was like bumfuck nowhere. And the, shouldn't really say that. It was country-esque, I'll say. And charging a hundred an hour, people were still paying me. And I was like, oh, like I have this belief of me that that's, that, that's not worth it. But every single person that was signing up was like, man, that was amazing. That was awesome. That was this, that was that. It was fucking all these positive reinforcements. And I was like, oh, holy crap, that's cool. And then that's where I started coming up with different programs and eventually the shit that led into Unfuck Yourself Transformation Program. And then it kept getting developed and up and up and up and up. And here we are today. That two to three years of me not having a why, was it detrimental for my progress? No. 
Would I have liked to have it earlier? Yeah, that would have been awesome. But I didn't know that I had to go through all of these things to get to that why, to have that realization of like, oh, fuck, that's what I'm working for. It's very easy to come up, or I should say it's simpler to come up with a why when it is about your career and your life and your mental health and like your future. It's, it's easier to come up with that when it's relating to a business. When it's relating to your weight loss, self-worth, mental health, it's very hard because you've only basically, I'm going to assume, experienced the negatives of those things. You've only experienced like the massive anxiety. You've only experienced the massive depression. You've only experienced the downsides of those things and what they do and don't bring. When it comes to what's your why in a positive aspect, it's very hard to think about what life would be like without anxiety or being less anxious or not being as depressed or not being on medication. It's hard to come up with what that why or what that life looks like. And if particularly if there's a lot of injuries, you don't exactly know what life would look like uh, exercise-wise or what it would be like to be fit. So those are the massive unknowns. We don't know what it would feel like. I didn't know what it would feel like. But the good thing about it was focusing on the business. I just had money. And that was a very external validating thing that I could just be like, I need this much money. And when I made or didn't make that money, it was either like celebration or like, yep, cool, that's done. What's the next goal? Or, holy fuck, I'm a piece of crap. Why did I not achieve this goal? <laughs> Why did I not do this? I'm a piece of shit. That must be the only answer. When it comes to the mental health or changing your life or having some sort of positive impact or visualization or whatever the fucking insert synonym here, having that can be very difficult because you don't know what it feels like. The thing that I say, I've just gone full fucking Mr. Burns with my hands. The thing that I say to people when they don't know what the positives look like is how do the negatives feel? If you know how the negatives feel, we can use that to our advantage. I didn't know what positives felt like for my mental health, but I knew what fucking rock bottom felt like. I knew what not wanting to be here felt like. I knew like fucking could have been that and this podcast would never be a thing. The business wouldn't be a thing because it was just a split second decision to not do some things. And I, I didn't know what the positives were. Just didn't. But I know what it's like to be at my rock bottom. Everyone's is different. Everyone's is unique. And you'll be surprised how far you can slip without even knowing it. Knowing what those negatives feel like and what your rock bottom is like or what your anxiety, depression, any sort of mental health, PTSD, any of that shit, what that feels like, you can use that to your advantage because you know what the negatives are. And if, just hypothetically, if what you are doing in your life at the moment is very habitual subconscious, meaning that you just go day by day through the loop, through the cycle of just existing, nothing is going to change. In fact, you're probably just going to get worse week by week because you're not actually changing or doing anything so that when X amount of time goes past, you go, oh my God, it's been four years. I haven't really achieved anything. I haven't really done much. Maybe you bought a house. Fantastic. Maybe you're renting in a different space. Like some few things can change. But if you don't do anything and time passes, you're going to go, oh my God, it's been four years. Now I'm 30. Now I'm 35. Now I'm 40. When a milestone birthday comes up and it sort of like wakes you up when people go, Let's reflect on your life. And you go, fuck, there's nothing there. When you have those moments, then it's like, oh my God, what the hell has been going on? And it sort of wakes you up. I love those moments for people just because it fucking wakes them up and they start asking questions and wanting to do things. I love them. But anyway, that's me being selfish. If you know what the negatives are, use them to your advantage. 
if nothing changes from what you're doing at the moment, then you know that you're always going to feel the way that you're feeling right now, probably worse in three, four, five years time if nothing changes. If you know that nothing is going to change and you look into the future for five years and you go, well, if nothing changes and I'm the exact same that I am now, fuck, even 12 months. If you do the exact same shit that you have done in the past or rely on what you do know or what you have done or your habits of subconscious or belief systems or whatever, if you rely on them for 12 months, nothing changes. Let's just say nothing changes. Not like things don't get worse, but if just nothing changes, we'll be generous. That scares the shit out of a lot of people. If it doesn't scare you, fantastic. You're doing better than most. But if that does scare you, fantastic. Use that to your advantage. You don't need a massive positive five-year plan of a why. You just need to know that this shit sucks and I don't want to be here in this situation anymore. So then we can make a change. We can do something about it because you're quite literally one decision away from changing your life. I always tell people you are one decision away from changing your belief systems. If you sign up at the gym, if you've never gone to the gym in your life, you're probably going, oh, I don't, I don't go to the gym. I'm not a gym person. I hate the gym. I hate the way it's like so loud and smelly and sweaty. And there's like these big guys walking around. If you go to the gym and you ask everyone at the gym, like every single person that checks in at the gym for that week or that month, I would put some serious money on 85, 90% of those people answering you. I go to the gym for my mental health. And they're probably teddy bears. They are probably there just for their mental health because if they don't do it, they get really sad and they hate that. They're not there to look a particular way. Some people are, but most people start because of their mental health because of a low confidence. And most people that start in the gym know what it's like to be at that shit spot. Some of them, the way that I started, get really egotistical and they go, well, I look fucking awesome and no one can outlift me. And burp, 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 burp. You're going to get that. You can get that in fucking corporate life. You can get that being a myotherapist. You can get that being like going to the gym. You can get that going to the beach. You can get that going to a restaurant. You could just get some very snooty waiter that's like, well, I'm, I'm not actually a waiter. I'm actually a singer and I'm just here temporarily. So yeah, get whatever the fuck you want. Like that ego is going to get in the way no matter what situation that you walk into. It just so happens that you're more comfortable walking into, let's say a restaurant or a car yard than you are a gym. Because the gym is predicated on your ability. And if your ability is something that you haven't really trained or honed on, it's going to sit at a fucking zero. So your ability is zero, but your ability to purchase something from someone is obviously not going to be zero because you've done that at some point in your life. So that's why the gym is typically scarier than most places. But most people at the gym would be very friendly. They would try to help in some sort of capacity, depending on your gym and suburb and vibe of your gym. Most people, particularly the gym that I go to, maybe because I've been there for so long, but anyway, they're very friendly. They're very helpful. They, they don't judge. They don't stare. They don't do this shit. The only time that people do stare is when it's like, holy fuck, that person's going to hurt themselves. And a member walks up and goes, hey, like, do you mind if I give you some tips with that? Or like, can I offer a suggestion or this and that, whatever it's going to be. We offer help if people are going to hurt themselves. But that's it. Most people are there for their mental health. And... If you can't get to the gym or don't want to get to the gym, fantastic. You can do some movement and shit from home. You can do some meditation. You can do a walk. You can do some insightful intuitiveness. I'm trying to use words that are very vague because I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> but you can do some things from home. Meditation, yoga, sit there, listen to music, have a dance party, 
shift your perspective around some things, journal. Like there's a lot of positive things that you can do from home and that are free and that you don't really have to do any sort of movement for it as well. But any whoosies. So, so yeah, that's why I get clients, if they don't know their purposes of yet, if they don't know what their purpose is, that's totally fine. What do you want to work against in the negative aspect? If you want to get away from anxiety, depression, ADHD, PTSD, or even just, you know, I don't want to be in this body anymore. I don't want my body to look like this. That's totally fine as well. You wanting to lose weight is not hype. Wow. You wanting to lose weight is not hypocritical. You wanting to lose weight is not a dirty word. It's not a bad thing for you to say, I want to lose weight. Because I know that most people who are plus size, they have gone through some sort of body positivity in the past because it's obviously just been fucking plastered out there on social media and all of these things. But then the same as anything for any belief system, it can get taken way too far. So body positivity isn't about, you know, depending on where you are, I fucking love body positivity. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want, regardless of your size, shape, height, like all of that shit. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. But some people take it way too far and go, well, no, if you love your body, you won't want to change it. No, that's not what that means. It means that if you accept your body, sorry, it doesn't mean that if you accept your body that you have to never change it. It means that you love your body and yourself so much that you want to try and improve it in any capacity that you've deemed fit. End of the day, they're also the people that are going to say, it's my body, my choice, but please don't change your body or lose weight because this is my belief system. It's like fucking pick a lane. Are you all about body positivity and you being able to do whatever the fuck you want with your body or are you going to shame people for losing weight? That's what gets me pissed off about the body positivity movement, the same as any movement when people hit that zealot religious type of level where it's like, this is my belief system and you have to adhere to this because it's my belief system. But I also have this other belief system that contradicts exactly what it is, but it suits my needs at this moment because it's convenient. Pick a fucking lane, stick to it. And as soon as I hear people having that argument, I'm like, all right, you've lost all credibility. You've got no fucking idea what you're talking about. And then at the same time, immediately go into compassion because I'm like, ah, man, they don't know what they're talking about. Like they're lost. They must feel pretty damn lost. And maybe this person wanting to lose weight or that person losing weight, maybe it's hard for them to lose weight. And that's why they're coming up with all of this anger because they've tried it or they've tried very similar things in the past and they haven't succeeded. Man, I feel sorry for them now. So when most people come at me with anger or when I see most people being super angry, I go, oh man, I feel sorry for them. I get heated very easily. And I know that people probably think that about me. I get very heated when I see people like fucking Bobby Flav on TikTok fucking contradicting himself at every second video purely so that he can lie to his consumers and make a heap of money. I hate that shit. Gary Brecker, he can completely fuck off. I feel like the fitness industry would do a hell of a lot better without him in it. And uh, yeah, so those are a few people that I just two off the top of the dome that I dislike seeing any sort of content from because I know what the majority of the, like some of it, some of it, one, two percent of it is justifiable. And it's like, oh yeah, I can, I see how that works. And I actually know that that works. That's truthful. The other 98% of it, complete bullshit. That's what I get angry at. So wind that back a little bit. If you don't have a purpose or a why, that's completely fine. That's why I get most people to start off with to autopilot their nutrition, their workouts, their lifestyle. If you can autopilot your nutrition, you know what it's like, you know what you're having for breakfast, lunch, dinner, fantastic. If you can work out or have the capacity to work out or do some sort of strength training exercise, whether at a gym or at home or whatever, fantastic. Add that in 
by autopiloting and doing those two things, you are ticking off 90% of what it's going to mean for having a lifestyle that you can be proud of because you're going to choose food that fuels your mind and body. And it's going to help with a lot of mental health issues because nutrition has a massive effect, obviously, on your gut. And then your gut has a massive effect on your head and then vice versa. That's why if you feel really anxious, you're probably going to have an upset tummy and not want to eat too much. If you have an upset tummy, you're probably going to feel a little bit anxious, even though you're like, man, nothing's really gone wrong, but I feel a little bit queasy. So oh, what's really going to happen? They play against each other or with each other very well. So when people are initially on board, that's why I like getting to be like, okay, your nutrition, first off, let's nail that down because it can help your brain fucking heaps. If you're here for weight loss, that is the biggest thing that you can do for getting your weight loss happening is fixing the nutrition. And then from there, get the exercise in because it's going to help your brain. And then the other thing is it can also help increase your physical activity, which will increase your deficit, which will increase the fat loss, which will get you more energy. So then when through the natural progression of people doing the program or working with me, they start to have more energy. They start to say, I'm eating more food than I ever have before because they're eating better food that's better for them that fuels their brain and body and they can get more out of life. And when that starts happening and they're seeing the results that they want, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, reverse diet, build some muscle, learn to maintain their weight because people have fucking never done that. Oh, cracked my neck. When they start to do all of those things that are just the tangible shit, then fantastic. How does that make you feel? We get into the mindset, we get into the belief systems, we get into the thought patterns. Okay, cool. Why do you want to keep doing this? It is inevitable, self-included, that you are not going to want to go to the gym on one random week, on one random day, on whenever. You're going to get bored of your workout. You're going to get bored of your nutrition. You're, got, you're not going to want to keep doing the things that you're doing because it's boring as fuck. It's a routine. It's just a thing. And if it's not something that you've been doing for years on end, for example, if you've just done our program that for a minimum of six months, if you've just done the minimum six months, it's not going to feel like a lifestyle yet. For most people, for some people, I'll say 50-50, it can feel like a lifestyle. But somewhere after that, you're going to hit a bump. You're going to hit a motivation plateau. That's the shit we love working our clients through because what happens when you get there? When you've autopiloted most of that shit, you don't question most of it. You can take a break. You can do that. You can do whatever the fuck you want, really. But being able to navigate that, eventually, hopefully, through that six months, we find your why. It's like, how does that make you feel? Going to the gym that consistently, how did you feel getting the three workouts this week instead of just one? Oh, yeah, I was a little bit tired when I woke up, but so much more energy and this and that. Fantastic. How did it feel not going to the gym this week? Oh, you know, I felt a little lackluster and this and that. We're getting into... How does this new lifestyle that you're creating and achieving these results make you feel? If it's good or bad, doesn't matter. That's good for us because that's creating your why. Why do you go to the gym? Oh, my mental health. I feel like shit if I don't go to the gym. Instead of I'm um, going, I'm here because I want to lose weight and look a particular way. Most people, when they go to the gym and they start doing it very consistently, let's just say six months because that's, that's our minimum, but it's also a very short time period in the grand scheme of things. If you go to the gym consistently for six months, let's just say there's a week in there that you miss. If you finish and then you go, oh, I can't be fucked going to the gym and you start to fall into that like, uh, like low energy, low motivation, can't be fucked. When you start reminding yourself that I like going to the gym because it gives me more energy, it starts my day right, those types of things, that's very slowly creating your why and your purpose for doing particular things. It's not about the scales. It's not about how you look. It can play, it can play a factor of like, oh, maybe I want to, 
increase the intensity of my workouts or maybe I want to go on a deficit or learn to build more muscle or this or that. That can influence obviously what you're doing. But your purpose and why is definitely going to be coming from how does all of this shit make you feel? That is the only thing that people, well, not the only thing, but it is the majority of things that people will take action on is how do you feel? If you sign up to our program and God, you can tell that this hasn't fucking happened before because I struggled to come up with an analogy. If you, if you join a program, <laughs> if you join a program and two, three, four weeks into it, you're like, I'm not liking this. This is shit. And I just, I feel like I'm not getting enough food. I feel like I'm not being listened to. I feel like I'm not being heard. You're going to take action on that. You're probably going to get a refund. You're probably going to reach out and say, hey, this is the problem. This is what's going on. And then to that as well, it's if you feel positive, if you feel better within yourself, if you feel heard, if you feel justified, if you feel like you can actually finally open up to a fucking coach in the first place in the first time ever, you're probably going to keep doing the things and go, oh shit, this works and keep snowballing it. So when we understand that why and purpose and intention behind doing particular things, it doesn't have to be a, you know, in five years time, I want to be a bodybuilder. In five years time, I want to be 60 kilos and have this and that. It doesn't have to be that. If you can do it, fantastic. But it can just be, I like going to the gym for my mental health and how it starts my day. I like planning my nutrition because I don't have to think for three meals or maybe even four meals every single day. It's just reducing the mental load that's on me to come up with meals for the family, to come up with meals for myself, to when am I going to cook? When am I going to find the time to do this? Is there a fridge? Is there a microwave? You don't have to come up with all that shit because it's like, yep, start of the week. This is all done. You can do what I recommend, which is basically meal prepping twice a week. If you can, we typically make Sunday night, make a big dinner, and then that's enough to get us through Monday, Tuesday. And then we cook again on Wednesday, which obviously, oh my God, that gets us through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday lunches. And then we cook again Wednesday night, and that gets us for obviously that Wednesday night. And then Thursday, Friday, there's usually one left over for Saturday. That's what we do when we're super organized. But at the moment, we've got a lot of emergency backup food options that are just quick and easy because right now we can't be fucked. But we do have those emergency backup things because we know that if we don't have those things, we're going to order and it makes us feel like shit. And then we end up spending more money than we have to. So there's a backup plan to what I'm doing as well for the shit that I don't feel like doing. But I've done that backup plan for a bit now and I'm like, oh, this is kind of shit. We should get back to doing plan A. The reason that we want to do that is, yes, save money, take the decision making away from us and just know that the food that we're going to be having is actually going to start fueling us because when you've had good food and then you move into shit food it's it fucking saps your energy it really does and it's crazy the amount of people that get like super saiyan bursts of energy when they go from eating nothing but fast food or just like microwavable stuff or whatever to then having some sort of veggies or some sort of protein or some sort of fiber that they go holy shit i've got so much energy this is crazy i'm sleeping better i'm hitting more pbs at the gym it's wild anyway if you can autopilot your nutrition and your workouts, that's going to take care of 80% of the reasons why we're wanting to become a better person in the first place. I don't care if you feel shit. I don't care if you feel awesome. I don't care about any of that stuff. We are going to do the things that we need to do to tick the boxes to get us closer to be the person that we need to be. That is the only thing that we want to do. Along the journey of doing those things that we have to do to become the person that we want to, even if you don't know who that is, to get away from the person that you currently are, that's fine. I don't give a fuck where your motivation comes from as long as you're doing something about it. If you start doing the things that you need to do to either get to somewhere or get away from somewhere, that's going to get you closer to your goal. 
eventually somewhere you will find a purpose and a why to start moving forward and towards because it's, it's just going to feel good. But we just have to do the things to then learn how does that make us feel, to have that curious trial and error mindset to go, does this make us feel better? Does it make us feel worse? Do we not feel any different? And a quick one on that, if you make a positive change, let's say, hmm, I'm trying to come up with the most basic plan. All right, so let's say that you order food three days a week, breakfast, lunch. You know what? Let's just take this a little bit. You order food for lunch and dinner, and let's just say that costs you 50 bucks a day to do that. If you made your own meals and then you got the exact same amount of calories, the exact same amount of macronutrients, the exact same everything, and it even cost you $50 a day to make those meals, and you notice no change in it, keep doing it. Because it didn't affect you negatively, but it does have the potential to affect you positively. Because a lot of people, they want instant results. They want instant gratification of doing this thing. In the first three, four weeks, when you home make your meals or when you like order meal delivery services or whatever, it doesn't feel as amazing as hyper-dense and super tasty food that you're typically ordering. And it can even feel worse because you're not getting that massive dopamine hit. It may feel like it's worse. It may feel like nothing's changing. But for the love of God, keep doing it. Let it compound because it will take about 28 days for you to become what you eat. And what I mean by that is it takes 28 days for, I think, I'm fucking, I'm going off really old information here, so I might be wrong. It takes about 28 days for you to replace all of your skin cells in your body. And in order to create those new skin cells, it obviously has to use and digest and assimilate all of the nutrients that you're getting from the food that you're absorbing. So if you want to be a different person, you will have a completely different skin to who you were at day zero compared to day 28. And that day 28 is going to be comprised of all of the nutrients of the food that you are getting and digesting and absorbing. If you obviously have more food in there that has more micronutrients in it, fantastic, fucking killing it. But it's not going to feel like that until you get to day 28. So if it doesn't feel like it's making a change, give it a lot of time. Be patient with these types of things. It will eventually pay off, I can fucking guarantee you. And if it doesn't, then you can make your decision as to what's easier for your lifestyle. So yeah, you don't have to, you don't have, to have a major five-year plan they end up changing anyway. My five-year plan I achieved in 18 months and then I had to have a new one. The good thing about it was it wasn't like a tick goal. The first one I set was because I achieved it in early time, but it changed in the sense of I just want to do this and I would like a life that does this and it just became that thing that I start working towards. Oh, maybe if I, well, now I've got a house, so the five-year plan is actually to do this. Well, now that I've got a, my five-year plan is I've got the house, so that's going to change. Maybe the five-year plan now is to do this thing. And I got the house earlier than I thought. So, you know, is my goal still to buy a house? Like things change all the fucking time. Things change within the business, within your life, within your career, within your job, within your friendships, with your relationships. Things change all the time. You have to be adaptable. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be this rigid five-year plan thing that you're after. Um, so yeah, if you don't have a plan, that's okay. I didn't have one for the longest time and then eventually found one by just doing the shit that I needed to do to have the life that I wanted to have or to move away from the life that I was currently living. 
honestly, right now for this podcast, if you're just starting, I don't give a fuck where your motivation comes from as long as you use motivation to your advantage to get something for it. If you're going to feel like shit, this is something that I always do. If you're going to feel like shit, you might as well get something from it anyway. I wake up to go to the gym. I'm tired. Well, I'm going to feel tired anyway. I might as well go to the gym. Like having an extra 30 minute, 45 minute sleep in, that's not going to do much for me. If it was a massive sleep in of like, yeah, I get to sleep in three hours to get to nine o'clock, then yeah, that's probably a massive difference. But if I'm going to feel like shit, I might as well do something while I feel like shit to get something out of it anyway. If I feel like complete, cannot do anything, holy crap, then yes, I'm going to take care of myself and do nothing because that's what's needed most in that moment. But I'm just a big fan of just do the shit anyway because you're going to feel like crap, so you might as well get something out of it. Obviously, please don't burn yourself out, but that's just something that I like. I like doing. Helps me get through the day. But anywho, yeah, don't need a plan. Don't need a purpose. You just have to have an idea as to what you want. It doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> Move away from something that you currently have because you don't like it and it's negatively impacting your life. Move towards something because you think it would just be cool to have that thing. doesn't matter how stupid you think that thing is, you can still do it. People have done stupider things and have achieved more with worse ideas than what's going through your head at the moment. And if they can achieve more with a worse idea than what you have at the moment, that's a pretty good indicator that you can do whatever the fuck that you want. So with that said, that is the episode for this week. Um, I've already forgotten what I've called it. Why your, what is it? Your why doesn't matter yet, dot, 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 in there to build suspense because we love it. Um, for those of you that are not yet supporting the book, you don't have to. Uh, I've just launched a free option for supporting the book. You can get sneak peeks. Basically go to Patreon, make an account. This is all through like Instagram bio. Make an account, you get free access to some sneak peeks of each chapter as it's getting revealed for obviously the first drafts. You don't get access to the audio book because that's obviously me speaking the entire thing and giving you a behind the scenes look into what's going into the book. But if you do want to have an insight into the book and the book is basically about shifting your, pretty much everything that I'm doing at the moment, shifting your perspective on dieting forever real life stories from actual clients, from myself, from where I used to be, from where I am now. How did I get this person to there? And how did I help them get over their anxiety, depression, ADHD, PTSD? How did I help them achieve a life that they wanted to using actual client stories? And also a bit of creative writing in there. I'm not sure if I'm going to change this by the time it goes through editing. I'll probably end up getting rid of it, but who knows? For right now though, there is a little casino story in there that leads into a different part. So we're about to get into that for chapter four, which is going to start coming out. Uh, I'm actually going to give you a date because by the time this comes out. So that will start coming out. Chapter four will start coming out on the 27th of February. So get ready for that. The audiobook is coming out on the 20th of February. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, probably on that 20th, but 9am, the prologue, chapter one, chapter two, I'm calling them three chapters. They come out 20th of Feb, 9am, audiobook, complete chapters. Fuck it. I'm super excited for this. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, get among it. If you want to, you can pay $11.95 for the audiobook and everything that gets released every Tuesday at 9am and you can read the first drafts of the book. Otherwise, if you want free access, you can just get a sneak peek of each individual chapter. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited for it. I Honestly, I just want this to be the thing. If I could just have like, hey, everyone... Let's pause for a moment because I want to write this book and just take two months every day to just keep writing this book. I'd fucking do that as best as I can. But by the time I obviously 
do my actual job for stuff that's going to keep bills coming in, uh, I'm tired as fuck and can't think. So we're chipping away at it. So yes, if you want to support the book, you can find that Instagram bio. It's 11 bucks. It's well, 12 bucks a month, 11.95, 11.50. I don't know. 11 bucks a month Australian to support the book and get full access to everything. Otherwise you can get free access to there through the book as well. And yeah, I have, I don't know if I'm going to have filled them up, but at least current time of recording, I'm looking for two people that want to do the transformation program with me and can do afternoon slash, well, actually afternoon times because I've got two people that are finishing up. So I'm looking for two people to replace their call times. If you are interested, let me know. I'll give you a free call. Um, or you can go through the website, book in a starting point call. Obviously, Tanil will be in, point, in touch with you first. But DM me, let me know. I want to fill those two spots up. And if you vibe with everything that I'm saying, then there's a good chance that we're going to vibe together as well. But we'll jump on the call, see if it's what you want. And yeah, hopefully by the time that you hear this, we don't, we haven't filled those two spots up. Actually, I think I've got someone finishing next week. We'll figure that out later. I'm not going to hold you hostage here. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your day, week, month, year, all of that fun stuff. And I'll see you in the next one.